This is the Evangelical Church of Bermuda's weekly sermon podcast. Thank you for joining us. Here is this week's sermon. I invite you to open up uh, your Bibles or your devices with me. Uh, We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 is where we'll start this morning. I'll give you just a moment to get to that place. And we're going to read to chapter 7, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 starts, My son, keep your father's commandment and not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always, tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the ways of life to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your, in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest, and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals, and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes into his neighbor's wife. None who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse, though you multiply gifts. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. For at the window of my house I have looked out through my lattice, and I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a young man lacking sense, passing along the street near her corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening at the time of night and darkness. And behold, the woman meets him, dressed as a prostitute, wily of heart, She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home, now in the street, now in the market. And at every corner she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. With bold face, she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices. And today I have paid my vows. So now I come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen, I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. With such seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast, till an arrow pierces its liver, as a bird rushes into a snare, 
He does not know that it will cost him his life. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be back with you, church family. Let's let's pray uh, before we get into uh, the exposition of the word of God this morning. Father, as we as we tackle uh, another section, another couple poems in uh, this uh, in this introductory section of Proverbs, we pray that uh, you would give us your insight. Uh, Father, there is much to learn here, and it's uh, it's a it's a greater lesson than perhaps we even realize at first glance. And so, Lord, as we as we look at this, may you. May you give us wisdom, your wisdom that comes from above. Uh, may you grant us uh, a desire to, to grow and to change in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and would you help our, our, our short attention spans as, as we look to focus in on what you have to say. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name I ask, amen. Well, we are nearing the end of our series in the book of, uh, in the first section of the book of Proverbs. And at initial glance, this looks like, this looks like another one of those messages from two weeks ago. Uh, Another warning against adultery. Um, And we've already heard the practical, extensive teaching on the dangers of physical intimacy outside of marriage uh, in, in poems 9 and 10, which were a, a couple weeks ago now, found in chapter 5. But upon closer inspection of these two poems, we see that this is not, this is not an adulteress. This is the adulteress. This is Lady Folly. And this is what Solomon and his wife had been warning against all along through all of these, through through these 15 poems. We see the personification of foolishness in full view now. The, 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 The covers have come off. Before, we just sort of caught a glimpse of Lady Wisdom or Lady Folly in these, in these poems as, as if she, she was kind of pointed out at a party to us. Hey, there she is. Take a look at her. But now, in this section, we go right to her social media page and we see her complete profile. And in these, these last four chapters, we see Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly battling for our attention. Once again, these two poems have that same format that the others have. They start with an exhortation. And and the exhortation in these two poems have have that same main emphasis. Solomon and his wife are on Lady Wisdom's side, which is why repetition to keep guard, and treasure their commandments and teachings is found yet again. And you can see that clearly in in these sections. This is not just a theme found in Proverbs. It's also found earlier on. Uh, 
specifically in, in the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. Obedience to God would bring blessing, but rejection of God's ways would bring curse. And, and that, that song is sung over and over and over again in the Old Testament. It's, it's, where, it, it's where it all started in the beginning with a, with a rejection of God and his ways. And so the song has to be continually sung. And so we're going to choose, we're going to choose one or the other. We're going to either choose obedience or we're going to choose rejection. We're going to choose lady wisdom or we're going to choose lady folly. There's, there's no middle ground here. You can't sit on the fence. You have to remember that. There, there's no... There's no alternative choice to these two women. To choose God through Jesus is wise. And to not choose is to choose foolishness. The one brings blessing, the other brings curse. If you remember our pattern, we had exhortations and then we had the reason for the exhortation. Listen to the reasons to choose wisdom. First in chapter 6, verse 24. To preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. And then chapter 7, verse 5 in the other poem. To keep you from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words. Lady Folly is slick. She talks a good game. She knows how to attract you. If, if we don't choose Lady Wisdom, Lady Folly will capture our attention. L listen to the verses before these. Uh, I'm, I'm going to replace the, the they's in this verse with she's. Because because that's a valid translation, and, and, it, and it really does fit the context better here. Verse, verse 22 and 23 in chapter 6. When you walk, she will lead you. When you lie down, she will watch over you. When you awake, she will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching of light and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Choosing, choosing God, choosing, choosing true wisdom is an everyday choice because we need guidance, we need instruction, we, we need protection in this life. We need someone to continually talk to us. And, and that is why the commandment and teaching of God is likened to a lamp and a light. Because remember, we love darkness. And that's, that's why we need a light. We, need, we continually need a light. We constantly go astray, prone to wander. We sang about that. Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. We need correction that leads to the right way, to the way of life. 
Look at, look at Proverbs 7, verse 4. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call insight your intimate friend. The picture there is, is, is closeness. A loving embrace. If, if you have a close sibling or friend, you understand that picture. Wisdom must be, must be continually embraced as, as a close relative or, or good friend that, that we desire to be with. The, the alternative is to be embraced by Lady Folly. And, and we'll, we'll see that. We'll see that clearly here. So let's, let's, let's look at her profile. We see four prominent characteristics in Lady Folly's profile. So let's go through each one of them and see how they relate to the ways that are contrary to God or, or reject God. The first thing we notice is that she's beautiful. Beautiful. She's attractive. In, in chapter 6, verse 25, we're told not to desire her beauty. Okay, so, so she must be beautiful. She must be attractive. In, in chapter 7, verse 10, we're told she's dressed as a prostitute. Prostitutes dress to attract attention. There, there's, there's no doubt here that she's attractive, and she's, she's longing to have our attention. The way of life without God looks attractive. It's, it's, not, it's not natural to be repulsed by the ways of the world. Right? Th those, those things are going to be attractive to us. You're, gonna, you're going to look at foolish ways in this life and say, that seems pretty good. That seems okay. Or, I, I actually think I want to go that way. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem kind of counterintuitive, but you're like, but it's foolish, but it's attractive. Right, it could, it could be, it could be, I, I, the thought of, I, I think I, there's somebody else who's caught my eye. I think I want to leave my spouse. I think if I do, things, things will be better. I'll be happier. Or, I think I'm going to get back at so-and-so for what they did to me. Right? I'm going I'm I'm to exact some revenge. It's going to make me feel better. Or, you know, I think, I think I'm going to take a little, a little bit from the company I work for. I, I've, I've figured out, I've been there long enough, I've figured out a way that I can do it that I don't think they're going to miss it at all. Right, here, here's the thing. These, these ways may look attractive and beautiful at some point to you, but they are not what they appear because, because they're under the cover of darkness. 
L- listen to this section in, in chapter 7, verses 6 to 9. For at the window of my house, I have looked out through my lattice. This is Solomon talking here. And I have seen among the simple, I have perceived among the youths, a man, a young man lacking sense. Passing along the street near her corner, there's Lady, Lady Folly's corner, taking the road to her house in the twilight, in the evening, at the time of night and darkness. Look at that imagery in verse 9 there. Twilight, evening, night, right? Do you notice the, the increasing darkness there? The, 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 that picture of increasing darkness? Right? Darkness conceals, but light reveals what is really there. Light reveals true beauty, and it's not found in Lady Folly. The, the psalmist David, his desire was to dwell in the house of the Lord continually so that, so that he could gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. God who is light, true light, and in him there is no darkness at all. We are longing for beauty but it will never be truly satisfied until we see it most richly in God. Jesus is the exact image of God because he's God in the flesh. When we embrace him, we see his love for us and his care for our soul. We see his beauty, and it's like no other. To embrace Lady Folly is like embracing darkness. And it's also like embracing fire, as described in chapter 6, verse 27. You can embrace fire, but you will get burned. Shine the light of the truth on Lady Folly, and you'll see that she's not all that beautiful. The second characteristic we notice about Lady Folly is she's aggressive. She is very aggressive in her actions. In in Chapter 6, verse 25, we're told she has eyelashes that can capture you or catch you. L- listen, listen to this section in, uh, in chapter 7, verses 11 to 13. She is loud and wayward. Her feet do not stay at home. Right? That's the feet indicate like a direction of life. Now in the street, now in the market... And at every corner, she lies in wait. She seizes him and kisses him. She's not keeping quiet. She's not playing hard to get. She's loud and wayward. Or or she she growls and roars. She lies in wait like, like a predator, ready to pounce. 
right? She, she's around every corner. And then that, that imagery, she seizes him and kisses him. Aggressive, aggressive. The, the man here is, is painted as quite passive. She's the aggressor. Lady Folly, again, doesn't play hard to get. You want her? You want her? She will give yourself, herself to you. You're going to encounter the allurement of life without God everywhere. And it will not be mostly subtle. It will be an in-your-face, trying-to-kiss-you type of, type of aggressiveness that, that you see from the allurement of the world. If, if, you've, if you've ever driven around the, 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 the U.S., you've probably encountered billboards. They're, they're larger-than-life adverts that, that you, you, you... They're right there in your face. There's no way you cannot not notice them. They still exist today. They're still there, despite our electronic age. But the Internet is is like the new billboard, trying to get your attention with all kinds of things. If you go on the internet and search how to cheat, you will find bold advice on successfully cheating on your spouse, cheating on a test, or just, or just cheating in games. So you can win. What, what, is, what is bold and in your view is not necessarily good. In fact, it is often the subtle and unassuming things that are best. Much like Jesus. Jesus describes himself as gentle and lowly in heart. And when we come to him to be instructed, he will walk with us. He doesn't just point us in the right direction, but he walks with us in the right direction and gives rest to our weary souls. Walking toward the aggression of Lady Folly is like walking on the hot coals, like it says in chapter 6, verse 28. You will get scorched. The third description of Lady Folly is that she's deceitful. She's deceitful. She is not what she appears to be. Look at chapter 7, verses 13 to 15 with me. She seizes him and kisses him, and with bold face she says to him, I had to offer sacrifices, and today I have paid my vows. So now I have come out to meet you, to seek you eagerly, and I have found you. She, she, puts on, she puts on a good front. With a bold face she lies. 
She, she appears to be walking in the right way by making sacrifices and keeping vows. At least that's what she says. And since she is seemingly living right, now she seeks you and has found you. It's, it's like she's implying that, that, you know, oh, she's on the right path. And look, the Lord has brought you to her. See, that is the deceitfulness of Lady Folly. She is not what she appears. Just like how the words of the adulteress in chapter 5 dripped honey and were smooth like oil. Do you remember that? Just, just like they, they were like that, they, they, they weren't. They were counterfeit because in the end, she is bitter and not sweet. She, is, she cuts, she's sharp, she's not smooth like oil. The ways that are apart from God are counterfeit ways of life. There's only one way to do life. And that's God's way, because he's the creator of the world, and he's the creator of life. These other ways may seem to have some logical sense to them, but they're not part of the wisdom fabric that God has sown into the world. One of the prime examples of this is seen in what has happened to marriage. God is the creator of marriage. It's, it's a covenant relationship between one man and one woman for life. It is the only God-ordained means by which a man and woman can join together in every sense, including physically. Marriage has been diminished and devalued in our society. It, it is, it's joked about. It's distorted. And, and it's, it's, in some cases, it's jettisoned altogether in favor of, of just living together or sleeping together. This, this is not surprising, as marriage is supposed to be a picture of Jesus and his commitment and love for his church. And the devil is against Jesus and his church. And that's who Lady Folly is partnered with, the devil. Jesus says that the devil is a liar and the father of lies, and Lady Folly steals a page from his book. That idea of being the father of lies goes back to the beginning of the Bible. When the serpent deceived the woman in the garden, he convinced her that God's way was lacking or was not best. He convinced her that another way was better. I know you might be struggling with some of God's ways. But can I ask you to do something? Trust him. Trust him. 
He has, he has your best at heart, even if it doesn't appear so to you. He has your best at heart. And, and guess what? He's proved it by sending his son to rescue you from your darkness that you were born in and that naturally you want to gravitate toward and walk in. If, if he didn't spare his own son for you, how will he not also with him graciously give you all thanks? Jesus is full of grace and truth, which is exactly what we need. Grace and truth. Grace for our dark hearts that are prone to wander and reach out to Lady Folly, and truth to set us in the right direction. Just, just like a hungry thief who steals a loaf of bread, it seems, it seems logical, doesn't it? But it's still stealing. And if caught, you must pay the consequences of being deceived by your appetite into those actions. Our last and final trait on Lady Folly's profile is that she's inviting. She's inviting. She is inviting and welcoming. Proverbs 7, 16 to 18. I have spread my couch with coverings, colored linens from Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come. Let us take our fill of love till morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. She, she appeals to all our senses. Lady Folly knows how to entice. She tries to make her way seem good and safe. Look, look at verses 19 and 20. For, for my husband is not home. He has gone on a long journey. He took a bag of money with him. At full moon, he will come home. She says, the man is, is not home. He, I, he took this giant bag of money, so I know it's a long trip. He won't be home anytime soon. It's safe. It's safe to come into my embrace. Ladies, Folly's arms are open wide to you. It's not hard to be embraced by the ways that are accepted by the world, but rejected by God. But her loving embrace will not last. It will not last. Just like the one who commits adultery, that one will get wounded. That one will get dishonored. That one will get disgraced. And guess what? Lady Folly is not to blame. She's not to blame if you are embraced by her. You are. We are. The ways that go contrary to God are inviting. But we must see them as a veneer of false wisdom over foolishness. 
one of the most inviting teachings from Lady Folly today is that you know what is best for you. So just follow your heart. Go, just go with your feelings, what you think is best. That is, that is inviting because it seems to be exactly what we want. But it leads to destruction. We don't know what is best for ourselves. We are, we are broken and we need Jesus to save us and instruct us, to guide us. You see, Jesus is inviting too. But he's also real. He's real. He promises an abundant life with him. But he also tells us that we will experience difficulties and troubles in this world when we follow him. But those difficulties and troubles will be temporal. They may last through our life, but not through eternity. To allow Lady Folly to embrace you is of both temporal and eternal consequences. That's the profile of Lady Folly. She is slick, compelling, attractive, persuasive. She will fool you if you have not attacked, attached yourself to Jesus. Her counterfeit wisdom will lead you to destruction. In the Bible, God uses the imagery of adultery when it comes to his relationship with Israel. He calls Israel his unfaithful spouse because they did not worship him, but instead worship the gods from other nations. And he says, I'm jealous for you. I'm jealous for you. Listen, listen to the conclusion of poem 12. It's found in chapter 6, verses 34 and 35. For jealousy makes a man furious. He will not spare when he takes revenge. He will, not, he will accept no compensation. He will refuse, though you multiply gifts. See, there, there's a, a judgment coming. A day of vengeance for all who join with Lady Folly. And you will not be able to buy your way out of this day of vengeance. Only Jesus can buy you out of Lady Folly's embrace. Out of love, he paid for it with his life on the cross, and he asks you to give your life as a living sacrifice in return, in order to keep her out of your heart. What a great love. No greater love exists. Only that love will keep you from Lady Folly's pursuit. Let's pray.
Father, thank you for the clear imagery, the poetic imagery of what it means to walk away from you. To walk according to our own ways and the ways of the world. Ways that are are void of you and your existence. But Father, thank you that it's clearly seen that it's, it's not a good way to walk or live. It will burn us. It will scorch us. It will cause us to pay more than we ever wanted to pay. What a wonderful reminder to cling to Jesus. The one who is full of grace and truth. The one who loves us and gave himself for us. Thank you that if we cling to him, yes, we will have troubles in this world. But you, Lord Jesus, have overcome the world. And we with you will be overcomers. So encourage us, we pray, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information, check out our website at ecb.bm. Join us again next week for our next podcast.